0: Welcome to FestPod, the unofficial download festival guide. I'm Neil Wilkinson. This is the place for news and rumours about the festival, advice for going and your chance to get involved and ask your questions too. So now let's welcome my fellow hosts. First of all, we've got Lee Ellingham. Hello. How are you doing? All right. Yeah, not bad. Thank you. Are you? I'm in lockdown, so I'm <laughs> tucked up in Manchester. Um, but you're not quite so tucked up down in the south, are you? No, not, not quite yet. <laughs> We've also got Dave Kingdon over in Cornwall. Hi, Dave. Good afternoon. Um, and uh, is it, is it nice? I always think of Cornwall as being nice and sunny, which makes me happy.
2: Is that right? It's very sunny today, actually. Oh, gorgeous. And you've got Bit palm trees. But... Oh. Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: It's, it's like another country, but Cornwall. Um, so find us on the socials by looking for FestPod. And you can even send us a voice message by going to anchor.fm slash FestPod and clicking on message. Say hi, ask our advice about download, or just chime in with whatever you like. That's at anchor.fm slash FestPod and just click on message. So, let's get started with the download news. So, um, we've got quite a lot of uh, bands who are looking at performing. I guess they're really bored, and uh, are trying to put gigs on, aren't they?
1: Yeah. So, I, th- I think I uh, read the Corey Taylor, huge, huge name, always a download favourite. Whether he's with Slipknot or Stone Sour, um, he did a stream um, at the beginning of October. Which uh, I believe went down very well, um, as as you would, as he is so popular. Um, more recently, uh, Boston Manor did a uh, stream at the top of the Blackpool Tower. No way. Um, yeah, I do. I, you know, I I didn't see it. I didn't watch it. But with the band like Boston Manor, I know it went down. I went went down quite well. Um, so yeah, at the top of top of Blackpool Tower. So I assume they were swaying everywhere as they were. <laughs> as as, the, as they were performing
0: this is a great idea because I, I i was just thinking to myself the other day how much i miss going out out and going to either a gig or a concert or uh you know anything anything at all and and I, I was trying to think what was the last thing that i went to and i could not remember at all what the last gig i went to was can you remember what yours
1: was uh mine was volbeat um last september oh so it's God. been over a year it's been over a year now since i last went to a
2: gig uh mine was actually uh dream theater not that long ago it was uh february i think dream and Theater. that wasn't yeah that was a, yeah, that was a long re- time ago well yeah you realize we're, in Fe- that- we're, we're in october now <laughs> yeah now you mention it but uh
0: yeah i'm I'm really th- so I think this is the only way isn't it really streaming gigs I mean it's not got the same atmosphere at all, but at least you get to see you know a band perform and feel like you're part
1: of something. I feel bad for the bands because their only income or their biggest income is when they perform um perform their shows, so if they don't have any gigs to perform at, then they're not getting a ton of money coming in like they usually would um and I mean, I've i said this on my socials a hundred thousand times and um, I say it again if we want our band our favourite bands our small time bands to still be performing uh, this time next year then we need to be buying this, the, this, the, the the streams and um, buying their merchandise yeah. um, I, I can't tell you how many pieces of merchandise I've bought from a band called Envisions in the last year but I mean I ordered something again last week <laughs> Because they're they're, I actually love them. I think they're a brilliant band. and I would hate to see a band like that, um, have have to have to call it a day.
0: Yeah, mm, exactly. Um, it's so important that we support the people that we who, who we know are not getting a lot of work at the moment. You know, this is a great idea: streaming gigs. I mean, um, I haven't actually seen any come up on my social media i haven't seen anything that i could buy a ticket for just yet so it looks like quite a new thing are many people doing this
1: it seems a lot of a lot of bands doing it in the last couple of months um i think they might just be thinking right this is the only way we're going to be able to perform and the only way we're gonna be able to get some sort of income is if we do these streams because the majority of the the announcements for streams that i've seen have only been the last couple of months I mean there there are there is a uh, there is one band I know of that is actually doing a live gig in in, in Walthamstow they're doing three dates but with regards to like streaming and that um yeah I think it's just a relatively new um new thing just so they can perform they can do something what do you
0: think Dave would you stream a gig yeah
2: I've I've watched a couple actually um sort of more like lesser known bands not necessarily that we we'll play at download, but um, they've all tried to like make a bit of a production out of it rather than just you know stood in a room playing their instruments. So I think they're trying to sort of give as much value as they can.
0: And and how is it to watch the stream? I mean, you, do you enjoy it? I mean, obviously it's not the same as going to a gig, but do, how much? How do you enjoy it watching it?
2: Yeah, I, I mean. There's actually a lot of uh, scope for interaction. So, like, if if it's on YouTube or something with the chat, like, there's no reason why they couldn't um, like request a song or ask someone to request a song, and then they just play it there and then. So it's a it's a bit of a different experience than going to an actual gig where they've got everything already planned out.
0: I think we're looking at the future here, really, aren't we? Just for the next however many months. Hopefully not a, a
1: a permanent thing. I mean, it's. I I think it's a great idea for while, the venues are shut and we can't actually go to the gigs, but I wouldn't like to think of it as, as if this is this would be the new normal.
0: So there's a few. I know you've got a list of a few there, haven't you? Who who has been looking at doing this?
1: Um. So, like I said, um, Corey Taylor's done it. Boston Manor have done it, I believe. Um, Creeper. Um, they will be doing a show um, on the thirty first of October, and from my notes here, it's going to be in uh, Walthamstow in London, and it's going to be like an all day party. Um, oh, well, I, th- I, th- I can't remember now whether it's, it's actually going to be a it's a twelve till ten, so the venue might be open. This venue will be open, and they will be doing some sort of performance during the day, which I get that's another avenue. Um, gigs and that could be earlier
0: <laughs> well yeah
1: um, I mean there is there is a band called uh, Black Peaks um, a band that I, I discovered a download last year who I really really enjoyed um, they've got together with uh, Signature Brew or Signature Brewery in Walthamstow and they, they're doing three social distance dates on the 9th to the 11th of November Oh, Um, so this is an
0: actual gig that people can go to?
1: Yeah, it's it's sold out. Every every time they announce the dates, within minutes, within five minutes, every day sold out. So they put tickets on at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. They sold out within five minutes for one day. And they said, right, we're going to do it again tomorrow. And they they sold out instantly.
0: Dave, I know how much you love going to gigs. Would you risk going to a gig, even if it was socially distanced at this time?
2: I, th- I think I would, um because it's just the whole experience, isn't it? And as long as everyone's complying with the distancing and the masks and all that sort of stuff, it's no different than just pop into the supermarket or anything like that. Obviously there's there'd be a a decrease in the capacity and you wouldn't be able to sort of jump around as much as you would normally, but it's it's still the experience of seeing a band live the venue itself
1: is isn't huge so obviously the numbers they've got i, I assume like you say are, are going to be quite low um i mean I, I agree with dave i mean because of everything that's obviously happened this year if i if someone said to me here's some here's some tickets go for it i'm like yeah absolutely um the only reason that i didn't get tickets um got a lot going on around that time of the year anyway um but it's just going from where i live into london I'd have to pass millions of people going through the tube and that's the only thing that's put me off about yeah. doing a gig at the minute. I'd love to do it. You, you know I mean, if there's something local to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate. But having to having to go on the tube and go through London, especially as that's now on a, a, a high tier on the lockdown, um, it's just something that, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit apprehensive of.
0: And when you... I don't know if you've seen, actually, but um, I've seen uh, people complaining about people not wearing masks on the tube,
1: which doesn't bode well, to be honest. No, I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's just, in, from, from my point of view, I think that's, that's just, it's unfair to those of us that do want to wear them. Um, I mean, these people that, again, they're un- unknowingly, even if they're asymptomatic, they haven't got any symptoms, they're going to be able to pass it around um They may have it, for all they know, yeah. and, they could, and they could pass it around. This is it, so. I mean, it? yeah. So we, uh, it's it's it, the tube especially. It's dirty at the best of times. Yeah, well, with there's this, rats with, with running this, through it, isn't there? Mice, rats, yeah, poo fl- flying around going on to a little bit of a tangent. It's quite a spectacle actually when you do see these mice just like go like creeping, <laughs> creeping along the lines and under the tracks. You're like, oh look, it's mice.
0: It is weird, isn't it? Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, but the um, there is some potential good news in terms of a, a five minute turnaround COVID test.
1: This could be amazing. This this could really make festival season actually happen uh, we don't have to have a vaccine by then obviously but fingers crossed we will fingers crossed we'll have one sooner yeah. but I mean this test this five minute turnaround test that apparently is, near, is either near completion or it's been completed by the students at Oxford Uni the scientists not just the, not just students, scientists um, yeah you can take the test I and mean, in five minutes you've got a result and I mean, we spoke last time regarding a 20 minute turnaround test which could obviously make make queues um, go on forever
0: oh, it would be hell wouldn't it
1: yeah a five minute turnaround test you literally you could take up you could take about 10 20 people at a time yeah here's your test take it um, and then you've you've got you negative a positive result in front of you the only problem i can see with it is that what if there is one person that is positive what happens then because we've all been exposed
0: yeah in the in the time that they've been queuing with us all yeah. Um, then they could easily have passed it around. I mean, I, the, I guess the only thing you could do is is make sure that everyone wears a mask, but even then, people can't wear masks properly because they have they have them hanging around the chin, they have the nose hanging out, but, you know, even if people have got masks on, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be effective either.
1: I don't see the big problem wearing a mask at a festival. The amount of people you see that are wearing masks at a festival anyway, like, and you, I mean, I mean, I know Slipknot, obviously, they're, Slipknot are they're the 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 masks nine piece band last year every most people wore masks because of slipknot but i mean what's wrong with putting like a bandana around under uh, over your nose and over your mouth i see that i see that all the time
0: and to be honest some of them look really cool you can get some really nice ones
1: can't you oh there you go exactly you might even get a free one at that zippo um uh, that spin wheel <laughs> zippo thing that we uh, that we did last year that
0: competition thing where you spin the wheel and you get a prize based on what number comes out, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah, you could easily the, the, yeah. the, if, the, if, if people don't capitalize on the advertising the, you know next year then uh, they're missing a trick, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean the, the the organisers could be absolutely on it with you must wear a mask um, when in a crowded area. So if you're down in the front, please wear a mask. If you've gone into one of the tents, please wear a mask. Um, I mean, they could even go one further and say you need to have um, a negative result within the last two or three days of taking taking it before coming to um, before coming to download. Yeah, no, yeah. no negative result no entry
0: yeah um, but what I have seen is that applications for festival staff um, are about to open aren't they
1: they are so this again this is also good news for the festivals that are coming up next year they're confident enough to say that right we are going to go ahead we need to get our, our volunteers in so the application process for, st- for volunteers starts in February of 2021 um, again, I see that as really good news that, like I said, they're confident enough to say, right, we are going ahead. Now we need people to come and work with us.
0: Mm, it's a very, very positive sign, isn't it?
1: Very positive.
0: Because I know you, you Lee, um, would... I know you love the idea of working at a music festival or event or something like that, don't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I can't say I'd want to do uh the bar work or any of these sort of the um let's say the hospitality side of it again or the bars and the food and everything like that yeah. um i'd like to be behind the scenes whether it's help putting a stage up whether it's uh, meeting greeting the bands or whatever it's, it's, it's something like that something like um the, like the um the event management so that's that side of it. I th- I'd love to do that. Um, it sounds so good on paper, but I mean, I've spoken to uh, one of them before and he, he says it's stress, but once it all goes well and everything's all right, it's fine. But there is there is if something goes wrong, it goes fucking wrong.
0: <laughs> events is really fun to work in. I used to work in events. Uh, and my one of my jobs actually was working at Download. And I was security. I was um, the the stewards in yellow that would um, direct you or tell you where the toilets were or um, not. I wasn't. No, I don't think I was security then. I wasn't security. No, I was just. It was. I was a steward. So I was showing you where you needed to go, answering your questions, and pulling you out of the crowd if you were in trouble. Which it was twenty thirteen.
1: Would you be one of the people that would have caught me as I'm um, crowd surfing over the barrier?
0: Yes, I Yes, that, Yes, that was me. Um, and in 2013, um, Slipknot were playing, and I was in at the uh, on the main uh, stage there, pulling so many. I must have pulled hundreds of people out of that crowd that night. That was extraordinary, but it was fun.
1: I can imagine it being fun. Obviously, you're in front of uh, a, a big band like Slipknot. I mean, I know you can't watch it. You've got you've got to be facing the crowd for any sort of yeah. danger. But yeah. were you ever tempted, like just to, just for a second, just to look over my shoulder? Oh, look, no, it's Corey Taylor.
0: Honestly, uh, I I was too busy during Slipknot. I, I really wanted to during uh, Motorhead because Lemmy was on, um, and oh, it was. Yeah. I'm pre- I don't know if it was the last time. That they performed at Download. It was certainly one of the last, if not the last, but um, I'm, I was there, at least, even if I didn't see them, which was uh, amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think you're right. Um, that was the last time that Motorhead did Donington because they were supposed to play in 2016, but uh, literally a few months before, that's when he died. Wow. Uh, Lemmy, that's when he died. So you may have seen one of the last performances of Motorhead at Donington. That's incredible
0: and it was great as well i loved everything about it
1: yeah if i'm honest that's probably one band that uh, as well as like Lincoln park knowing that i'm never going to see those two bands it's, it's 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 heartbreaking
0: that's the thing about being festival staff is you never know what you'll see um, and you know you you never know what situation you're going to find yourself in you never know who you're going to meet it's, yeah. It is very exciting. I loved working at Download. Um, but I've never worked at it since. I've always been a paying punter.
1: <laughs> a paying punter, that sounds like an insult.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you work at Download, Dave?
2: Yeah. <laughs> the only trouble is I would um, i think I wouldn't be working. I'd constantly be trying to like, look at all the bands and all the artists and that, so...
0: Yeah, I, guess, I suppose it's hard to switch from that perspective of yeah. being a, a punter to somebody who's working.
2: I'd rather just be able to sort of go, come and go as a please sort of thing, and <laughs> not have to worry about pouring pints or all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, you're not going to see much from the bar, are you? Really? No, because they're all facing. It would, it,
2: but if it would be a good experience, though, definitely. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think at least once to, to work at a festival or yeah. um, a gig or an event or something like that is, is beneficial, definitely. So, that's the news. Uh, next, we'll get some advice about going to download in the guide. In this section, we'll try and answer your questions about what it's like to go to download festival, things we recommend and things to avoid. This week campsites so uh we have uh, a lot of experience and knowledge about the campsites at download festival um as well you may do so if you spot anything that we've missed or anything that you think we should have spoken about but didn't do leave us a voice message go to anchor.fm slash FestPod and click on message and have your say as well so um campsites you can't really avoid them unless you're not staying in them unless you've got you know you've paid more and you're staying at a hotel nearby um or you're going for the rip options but even then you're in a campsite so what what um would you say is where would you head if you've just bought a ticket for download and you you know you want to camp in the best place where would you head to
1: personally if i was going to be going back to general camping again i'd be going quiet camp um my partying days of up till three in the morning are well and truly over (laughs) but for those for the for those that do love other they are the party animals they are the night owls um you want to go to the biggest campsite um where there's gonna be loads of people there doing exactly the same thing so it depends what
0: what you want really from your campsite if you want to sleep you can go to quiet camp or if you want a party you can go to blue camp let's say
1: so that's not necessarily true anymore because um whilst whilst the new layout blue camp is next to the village yeah um the biggest campsite which is what traditionally blue was it was the biggest campsite I'd almost suggest going to the biggest campsite because then everybody, there's going to be thousands of people there doing the same thing that could potentially be up till three in the morning doing all the partying. Um, I think the smaller the campsite, the more quieter it will be. And obviously the further away from the villages and stuff like that, it's going to be quieter. Um, blue camp for 2021 being next to the village, you could be right. Um, that could be the party camp. Traditionally, blue has always been the party camp. Um, but Anything goes, in decided... blue. Or this, this, this was the traditional, the, the traditional way, because Blue Camp was so big that that's where everybody went to, or they know Blue Camp as the party camp. So, for yeah. things that things that are changing in 2021 with Blue Camp not being the biggest anymore, will that be the big party camp?
0: Where are the loudest shouts of Alan gonna come from this year, next year?
1: why I I, I I still i've got to put my money on yellow camp being the biggest and being the the yeah i think just generally just being the biggest campsite it's you're going to get more people want to shout alan <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is it I, i'm not even sure why people shout alan do you know why
1: it came it's it's from stephen partridge isn't it um alan partridge so, wait what's his name Steve oh, that's, that's, Sorry, that's
0: people shouting down isn't
1: it yeah so yeah obviously in that is i think you know what it's it's
0: just it's just come to me now i think there's there's like there's like a little video you know these little videos that go around i think it's like Mm. a chipmunk or something and someone has voice done a voiceover of it and as it's doing its little chirp it's going alan alan and somebody for some reason liked it it and started shouting it at download and it's just caught on forevermore I think it's a I
1: think it's a big festival thing because um, yeah, wasn't there I think traditionally at Reading, there's the nice no, one brother oh really from, uh, I can't remember what film it's from it's from a Danny Dyer film and they started doing they started doing it a download last year nice no, one brother <laughs> uh, that it got that, that got tedious on the
0: second day. Some of the shouts that people do at night time when you're trying to sleep are funny,
1: but some of them are annoying, aren't they? So it was the Sunday, no, the Monday morning, and it had gone all night on the Sunday. It was the last day, and you've got—we were—we all were camped in White Camp, which was next to, which was on the border of Blue, and people that were on the other side of the fence were shouting, over, fuck you, White Camp!" we were like, <laughs> "And fuck you, Blue Camp!" Yeah, it was, but that Blue, was fun, actually. Blue Camp, <laughs> blue cam got the better of us because obviously there's so many more of them and uh, you could hear this this one this one woman or uh, a young lady says will you shut the fuck up she's like why did you go home <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you ever shouted any of these phrases dave
2: i think uh, no <laughs> i just say no to that have you got a favorite He's said what um I can't really think of any, to be honest. I just, I like walking through the, um, you know, like the throngs of people and then just randomly picking up on conversations that other people are sharing.
0: Oh, you like earwigging? Yeah. I see. Well, yeah, it it is. I remember being sat around, (laughs) uh, it must have been last year, 2019. And I think, um, um, I was visiting your camp, and you overheard people talking about bras or something, and you were very, very interested in listening to what the neighbours were talking about.
2: I don't remember
1: that. Oh, I don't remember that either, in fairness. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but for bras, I mean, bras, are, bras are an interesting subject. Obviously, we don't have to wear them. We don't have to wear them.
0: <laughs> we don't have
1: to wear Nobody has to. No one has to wear them.
0: No, but you were very interested, and I remember that. that that's, that's the thing. You can get to know your neighbours, can't you, in the campsites? Um, yeah, and- that,
1: that's, the thing, that's, that's one of the best things. If you do, if you're camping near people um, and you get to know your neighbours, I think it's more like a security blanket, really. You get to know them.
0: Yeah.
1: And you'd like, you'd like to think cause they wouldn't shit on their own doorstep. So if something does go wrong, you, you can always count on them and say, like, did you see anything or, or something like that? We obviously, I think it was 2017? We met, uh, met those group of girls, didn't we? And obviously, they came to our campsite and we were just, um, we were, um, chilled and had beers at, uh, at our camp. It's that sort of um, comfortable feeling at Download where you can just literally bump into anybody or you start talking to your neighbors and everyone then sort of having a drink with each other.
0: Mm, yeah. And it made it a lot more fun than just us.
1: We are fun people. But yes, having other people there did make it a little bit more fun.
0: Mm, yeah, it was exciting because you didn't know what was going to happen next. I think it was the consumption of alcohol and um, the, the giddiness. It all added up to a, 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 f- a fun time, which we all
1: enjoyed. I, I did. I do you know what I do think? 2017 probably one of um, one of the one of the best memories because we had obviously the extra people with us. That, like you say, you didn't know what was going to happen, whether it be. Um, wrestling in the muds or people falling in <laughs> people falling into gazebos and making making asses of themselves or yeah. um it was, uh, it was i think it was you know really. what? it was it was a good year
0: um so people like to um plant flags on their camps don't they so they can easily find it when they're pissed um, or it's night time and it's dark, um, and people like to decorate their camps with inflatable animals. Um, so you, you can you can make it nice, can't you? You can you can make it quite cozy, actually.
1: We had a shark last year, didn't we? That was mine. What, yeah. What did you call the shark? Uh,
2: I think it was Bruce or something like that. Bruce the shark. Bruce. Yeah. But oh, like a Nemo. It it, it took too long to deflate on the Monday morning, so I had to leave them
0: there. That's Oh, dear. Yeah, I know. This is the thing. And the campsites, at the end of the weekend, you're encouraged to take all your shit with you. Take your tent down. Take your rubbish. Take your chairs. Take your beds. Take everything with you. Because if you don't, and half the other people who are there don't, it's a lot of shit to clear away for the people who work there. And actually, so it's going in the bin.
1: Yeah, so they, they've actually got a, a another separate campsite called Eco Camp where you have to take everything with you. The whole purpose of it is it's, it's more of an environmentally friendly sort of patch of land where you're where you pitching your tent. Um, you have to take everything with you. You have to be responsible to recycle all, all your, your cans any sort of card or whatever and take every little bit of rubbish with you, um, which I, I, th- I think should just be across the board anyway. I know some people. By the time you get to Monday, some people can be a bit like, "Oh, I can't be asked," but it's just it's just that taking that extra responsibility over your own stuff that we all really should be doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to admit to leaving broken tents behind, uh, but I—I I mean, Donington seems to break my tents for some reason. Donington eats tents, um, but I always made the effort to put it into a bin but i have to say that there weren't enough bins at uh, download for for things like that because if if you've got broken muddy tents you don't want to take that home with you so if you haven't really got the option of taking it home with you because it's broken and muddy um you want to bin it and if there aren't enough bins around or if the bins are overflowing then i'm not surprised that people it's wrong you know, that people leave you behind, but I'm not surprised that people do.
2: They have. Got yeah. I mean, good, that... um, like recycling, like every year they up, update it or improve it. And I remember, I think it was either last year or the year before, um, they had these massive boxes, but. Oh, do you mean the different just, color, the different colored recycling bins. Yeah. And you could, yes. Yeah, so, like, I... You could, Tossing like whatever plastics or bottles or whatever or well, not bottles that's the problem like, that, bath-
1: that's the problem with 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 tents and gazebos it's because there's so much material in them um people could get confused obviously what they're supposed to um recycle or where you're supposed to bin it um the, the thing i have against gazebos um whilst they are brilliant if it's pissing with rain you know like, you've got a little bit of shelter the plastic outer sheet is non-recyclable um Putting it straight into a bin is fine, but it will still end up on landfill. The, the metal pipes, metal, obviously, um, the, and again, plastic. Plastic doesn't recycle. Um, so, I mean, I agree with you, Neil. I, I get why people don't, whilst they should. Um, but I think, yeah, Download have over the last, like Dave said, Download have over the last few years, have made the effort to make sure the carbon footprint and the the punters are recycling better. Yeah,
0: I mean, when you when you're talking about scores of thousands of people, I mean, how many people do you reckon actually camp at Download? It's got to be fifty thousand, easy. Do you think?
1: Well, the capacity for the for the arena itself is about a hundred. So yeah, I'd imagine half of that is in the camp.
0: So when you've got that That's many people, yeah, it could easily be more. It could easily be more than that. Um, so they've got to uh, cater for the rubbish and tents for of 50,000 people and and I can understand why they struggle absolutely it's a hard uh-huh. one to tackle um but it's it's something to think about before you go what are you going to do with anything that you buy um are you going to take it with you because remember once you bought stuff or brought stuff to the campsite you're going to have to take it back to your car and that is potentially a bit of a walk. And can you be bothered? If not, I would say don't bring it. Um, because you don't want to... Because people get really... Because you know on these Facebook groups, the download Facebook groups, people get really angry about this, don't they? They get really animated yeah. and uh,
1: passionate. And so I can understand it completely. I think that's the best piece of advice you can give to someone who's that's never camped there before. Um, only take what is consumable and you are willing to take
0: home and the campsites are because they've got to cater for so many people the campsites are huge so you have to be prepared for a bit of a walk um so uh, next year 2021 the campsites are going to be nearer to the car parks aren't they um yeah but even so it's still going to be a walk and it's not going to be a nice walk necessarily (laughs)
1: No, I mean when you've what you, uh, they like to advertise it is like it's a, it's only a fifteen minute walk from the furthest point of the car park to the the campsites, and whilst on paper it sounds fantastic, on oh, fifteen minutes that's not that's not a problem at yeah, all. That's
0: nothing. That. You got to
1: remember, yeah, you've got to then remember all the all the stuff you've got on your back or in your trolley that you're going to have to for fifteen minutes or for, for that for that distance you've then got to take it, which could take you a lot longer.
0: Yeah this is it it's 15 minutes walking without any crap but (laughs) when you're carrying heavy stuff that you've got you know your heavy camping stuff that you've got to use for five days or whatever um, it can certainly weigh you down and it can certainly make you you know, regret bringing so much. I, I will always regret bringing so much. But to be honest, I think I'm bringing less every year because I don't want to camp with nothing. You know, I don't just want a tent and that's it. I want a chair. I want a bed. I want um, covers. I want my clothes. And it all adds up. And there's stuff that you can't really say, oh, well, I'm not going to bring that this year. Because you've got to bring it to have a good time, um, so you end up bringing it with you, and it it's all heavy. So you, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Really, so it's just it's best to um, be sensible as as much as possible.
1: Ask ask questions to again like like ask us questions. Obviously, like we like we've advertised um, already. Um, ask people on the Facebook forums. Ask people on the Download forum itself. Um, what is how to pack lighter? I mean sleeping sleeping bags. You need a sleeping bag, as gonna get comfortable. Um if you're not too bothered about your back which I know, um we're all in our thirties now, so, so your back is getting a little bit weaker. Um you need something com- more comfortable to sleep on.
0: Yes, exactly yeah but if you're in if you if you're 20 years old it doesn't matter so much you can turn up with a backpack and i know people do because i've seen it with my own eyes with just a tent and some clothes and just lay on the floor and but i would really <laughs> if you are bothered about comfort or warmth don't do that because it's freezing
1: cold oh big time uh, i mean we, uh, the last time i went camping with my fiance um this this was i think beginning of september it was very warm during the day but even then we had two blankets each we were in full fleece lined pajamas we were covering our faces to make sure we were warm under the blankets as well um i'd have put my bobble out on if i'd had it 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 does get incredibly cold
0: dave you always seem to pack light if i recall correctly you always seem to come with very little how do you manage that
2: uh, I end up realising I haven't packed enough. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. But, yeah, it's it's definitely something um, you should research beforehand. Like, make a list of things you think you need or obviously make a list of the essentials like your tickets and your tent and stuff. Um, but then make try and cut down on as much as you can really like i always pack too many t-shirts because i end up buying like two or three when i'm there and then i wear them so um it's definitely a good idea to plan beforehand
0: people always end up taking those little um trolley things a little box with wheels to put Mm. things into but it's unless you get a good one it's going to get stuck in the mud (laughs) so uh,
1: it's it's, it's, easy what that that made that made my life a hell of a lot easier last year, bringing a, bringing a trolley with wheels. But like you say, um, try and find one that is really sturdy. Because some people, I've, I think the one that I've got, I have seen it. I have seen the same sort of one in a ditch with only two wheels. <laughs> um, but, I mean, if you take care of it while you, whilst, you're, whilst you're taking it to your campsite, it can be your best mate when going from your car to camp.
0: Oh yeah, it's always an adventure for absolutely everybody getting from the the car park to the campsites with all your stuff, and doing it with any dignity whatsoever. Because it, it's you'll you'll see people sat by the on the on the road, uh, just having a rest. Because it's quite hilly actually, Donington. You don't you don't remember necessarily that you're going to have to climb some quite steep hills, even if it's only for a few minutes. But when you've got some heavy shit with you, it, it's you notice it, uh, so yeah, we've be been ready for that.
1: So last last year when it rained heavily and they stuck us into a different car park last year, do you not remember when you go? You, we're so from the car park you go downhill, then you're on a flat to get towards the cube, and you've got got that really steep incline to get to the Tarmat Lake. Yeah, mm-hmm. and by by this by even by the Wednesday afternoon after it rained rained all day or drizzling all day. And you got people walking through it, that hill was just mud Again, up and down it with your stuff. Oh slipping. Yeah.
0: Mm, yeah. It was it was it was a muddy hill, basically, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, very muddy hill. <laughs> um but if you're on your own and you're planning on camping, um there is a camp loner, isn't there?
1: Yeah, so that's um organized by um a chap called uh, Ben. Um, I've met him a couple of times. He, he he's, he's a very friendly pr- very friendly guy. Um, and basically, yeah, it's as it sounds, Camp Lona. If you go on your own. Um, make sure it's because it's first come, first serve. You don't have to sign up to anything. It's literally first come, first serve. Um, and if you go in there, camp and you're on your own, pitch a tent, and eventually you won't be Camp Lona anymore. You will meet other people that have gone on their own. Um, and you, you, you have a whole new set of friends by the end of the festival
0: definitely worth considering so don't forget you can ask us questions or give us your viewpoint by sending us a voice message go to anchor.fm festpod and click on message tell us your do's and don'ts tell us about something we've missed or just give us your opinion that's at anchor.fm festpod and just click on message next up we'll look back on our memories of download in the legend In this section, we'll look back on some of our memories of downloads gone by. Now, I remember, and I can't remember exactly what year this was. I reckon this was something like 2016. Um, but uh, I was chatting to somebody in the main arena. You know, you just get chatting to somebody, holding a, holding a beer, having a moment to yourself, uh, <laughs> and, and you just get chatting to people, don't you? Somebody who told me that he was the guitar tech for somebody. I forget now. Um he said he knew who the secret artist was and when and where they would be. Now this ended up being uh, on the stage with Lawnmower Death. I don't know if you've ever seen Lawnmower Death.
1: Yeah, they were in, they were on the Zippo stage or second stage in 2018. I was walking past them, uh, thinking I heard I'd heard them doing obviously on the lead up and research. So they were all right. If I see them, I see them. If I don't, I don't. But I'm really glad I did so yeah, much fun
0: they are a, a really fun band actually Um and they were on stage with a secret artist who was Kim Wilde now that probably doesn't oh, mean nice. I'm surprised you even know who Kim Wilde is to be really I honest <laughs> <laughs> just joining in <laughs> yeah Um well Kim Wilde was a huge star in the late 80s early 90s um, and a bit of a pin-up as well, um, and she had some huge uh, hits. Um, and, um, see, I'm tempted to make another joke there, but I'm not going to. <laughs> right, so I thought I I you
1: were it sounds like you were going to say huge something, and you it, it was not it, it right or it could no,
0: have been. <laughs> no, I stopped myself, for good, for taste and decency's sake. Uh, um, but she ah, and she and she's... She sang "Kids in America" on stage with Lord Mower Death, and it was one of the most bizarre and and fun things I've ever seen at Download. It was, and and the crowd was huge. This was in the um, uh, the what they call it now, the blue tent at the top. Um. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called now, but the other, the other, the other uh, stage, um, and it was it was so much fun. So if you were there, and you remember that, so I was there too. Dave, what's your memory of Download?
2: I think it was 2016 actually, which was my first ever download. Um, one band who I seen a couple of times before, um, I think in Bristol or Exeter or somewhere is Tesseract. A really good um well fantastic metal band um and they were playing on the zippo stage so I, I made a note to make sure to go see them there and then right at the end of the set he um uh, dan the singer said oh we're going to be playing again later today on the firestone stage which i think was only there for one year or it must have been the last year it was there when in 2016 I've um, seen
0: that. Yeah, it's, it's only a tiny, tiny little stage. It's like a, a van, isn't it, yeah, or something? It's,
2: it's kind of in between... It was between, an acoustic stage, wasn't it? Yeah, it's kind of in between, like, like food bands. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of randomly kind of placed in there. Um, but, yeah, I think over the weekend, they must have just had acoustic sets from bands that were already playing other stages. And, uh, yeah, so they played again. So I saw them twice in one day.
0: Oh, brilliant.
2: And... Both fantastic sets.
1: So, yeah, I'm not. I always, I, I always, I always miss the um those those sort of sets because I think Sumo Psycho did it last year, and I was really worried to go and see them. They yes. they did it in the Danish Quarter. Yes, and, I've seen the video. Uh, on YouTube. and I regret it. I
2: always,
1: I, I always yeah. miss them because I i I'm quite a stickler when it comes to my time at Download. I have to I I list all the bands I'm going to see, and I and I will. Um, go i will go and see every band that i've listed and forget to take a wander around and just bump into something else like again like again sumo psycho at the undanged quarter that looked like a lot of fun i'm
2: actually quite good that is the good thing about download is that there's always something happening and sometimes you can just be walking past and see something that you otherwise would have missed completely
0: that's so true exactly absolutely lee what's your memory
1: so I mentioned uh, Danish Quarter just then, and um, basically that was something quite new um, for last year, where Carlsberg had almost done like a, a pop-up pub. Um, it only sold export in Carlsberg and the Samsby um, cider, uh, and they had a, they had a DJ in there, um, and they did, like I said, they did a few acoustic sets from some of the bands that have been playing uh, during the day. Um, my specific memory to the Danish Quarter was. You and I, Neil, we we just finished watching a band somewhere. I thought, right, she need to sit down for a bit before we go and watch Slipknot. Yeah. Um, and we're having a couple of pints. chilling out, and we just and you just feel this this atmosphere. Mm. Like everybody's in there having a good laugh. Um, obviously you get all oh, the DJ's playing the typical music. Uh, you've got Walk by Pantera, you've got Rolling by Limp Biscuit, Last Resort by Papa Roach, but then out of nowhere, you got Sandstorm by Derud, <laughs> which is a typically a nightclub-y sort of dance sort of tune. And I thought to myself at first, one, this is a banger. Yeah. Two, is it the right sort of music for this um, atmosphere in this festival? But out of nowhere, you hear everybody just singing along to it. And I just think that's, that's, that's amazing. Uh, we're not all miserable, uh, booming, Angry. gloom metalheads that only angry that only that only listen to um one particular genre of music we do know other things and Darude is just one of those Sandstorm is just one of those songs where anybody and everybody can jump up and have a laugh and that's exactly what happened and I absolutely loved it do you know what? Uh, I mean, was,
0: the, the, the atmosphere in that place was, it was, it was on fire, wasn't it? It was so high and everyone was just having a great time um, in what felt like a pub. You're right. It did really feel like a, an outdoor pub. It was great.
1: Joe, and, and uh, there are rumours that it is coming back, and I, I really do hope it is. I know, obviously, if they have to control these sort of things and not have such an enclosed area, I get it, it's fine, but I really, really, really hope that the Danish Quarter does return because, yeah, I mean, it was just somewhere that you could literally, one, you could sit down. To, you could charge your phone if you needed to. There was charging ports. Um, it's somewhere just to sit down and, obviously, just, just take a moment for just to relax before you go and find the next band um yeah i i i hope i hope it comes back yeah because
0: i think we went in there with the intention to spend about 10 minutes sat down with a with a beer
1: and then uh, we must have spent about an hour we did we spent a long time in there um, <laughs> i mean you i think i think you, you got you got chatting to um you got chatting to a couple of blokes and another couple of blokes noticed um a t-shirt that i was wearing my my, my bloodstock festival t-shirt yeah. um yeah so I got talking to a few blokes about that. Just a, yeah. like a metal pub, wasn't it? <laughs> it was so much fun. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean and then that's the thing about download. You can see someone in a T-shirt that you recognize you like, and you can just automatically go up to them and said, I love that band, or oh, I love your T-shirt. And you were wearing, what was it? Who, who's, the, who's the blonde lady from EastEnders? You had in your T-shirt. <laughs> hey. Sharon Watts. That's it, yeah. And I remember you coming up to her and... and Saying that oh, I've had so many people like, meant, like talk to me about my top, and yeah. I was like, "It's that from EastEnders, isn't
0: it?" It's like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh yeah, I've got this this amazing t shirt uh, of uh, Sharon. Depending on depending on when the last time you watched EastEnders was, it's either Sharon Mitchell or Sharon Watts um, from uh, Albert Square. Uh, as as just a, a, an iconic figure on the front of this T-shirt, and it's just a bit of fun. I only ever wear it at download, uh, but it doesn't half get people. You know, if it's a conversation starter, if you want to meet people, uh, that's you know wear something like that. And people do uh, people wear people go dressed up as bananas, and people go dressed up as babies and all sorts, don't they? So if if you want to meet people, get dressed up, definitely. So that's all we've got time for today. We'll see you on our socials. Just look for festpod. And don't forget to send us a voice message by going to anchor.fm/slash festpod and clicking on message. Tell us what download means to you, ask our advice about going, or give us your memories of going to download. That's at anchor.fm/slash festpod, and just click on message. So that's it. We'll catch you next time. Bye, bye, everyone. Hello, Dave. I was <laughs> sure I wasn't saving. <laughs> you're are you
2: gonna, gaming, Dave. Are you going to say bye? Uh, see you later. There
1: we go. That's all I wanted.
2: Uh, that's so camp.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You're, gonna, you're not going to delete that out, are you? Cause no, that's, that's
2: just. <laughs> And
1: they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. FESPOD, the unofficial rock festival guide, is part of the ACAST Creator Network.